This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hi, this is Kelly, and hey, welcome to the is show. Kelly? What are you doing? Hey, this is Kelly. Why do you always do that? It's so weird. Whenever you want to start, like, talking, you're like, hey, this is Kelly. What do you mean? That's how I introduce the show. Oh, my. The show? Is that what you call yourself now? Jeez, Kelly. No. I'm... I'm talking about the podcast, the show that we do here. We're doing a podcast, Dan. What? what? Why are you confused? We're talking into microphones right now. Why do you think there are microphones in here? Well, because they're like fun to talk into. You know, you get to act like a rock star. No. Like amplifies sound. Oh, my so people God. You us. thought we were just acting like rock stars this whole time? No, we're recording a show. That's why we need microphones. I mean, why do you think we have this sound guy here? I thought that was just like a really quiet friend. No. He's being paid to be here. He's not our friend. I mean, he's wow. our friend now. Like, he's a good guy. Yeah, he's our friend now. Gosh. Stop saying that. Don't make fun of me anymore, okay? Okay. This, we're doing this for the show. Do you get it now? You get it that we're doing a show now? I guess. I thought we just had our friends here to talk about a topic because it's fun to have a conversation. <sighs> All right. Well, that's not why. So, everybody, welcome to... Make me like it. Make me like it. Damn. This is a podcast. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, today, we are talking about New York City. New York City, the best and the worst, the goddamn absolute garbage <sighs> I've worst had city of all time. Too many. I've had so many goddamn conversations mm-hmm. about the difference between New York and L.A., and they are not in the same boat. They well, shouldn't be compared. Is it turns out after you talk about it, you're like, oh, they are the same. Okay, great talking to you. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they are exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, everyone I ends up shaking realize. hands and realizing they're the yeah. same Oh, city. they're the exact same? No, they are nothing alike, but they are often they compared should not they're be... two big cities on the coast. And because people in showbiz end up on in both cities, usually. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, it, it just ended up that New York wasn't the place for me. And, and uh, it was just so hard. The whole thing was so hard, New York Dan. is very hard. It's also a hard, you know, if you are doing kind of the work that we do, which is writing, performing, and just being in that industry. You know, I think any place that you're struggling, it's hard. And you could have positive, negative memories associated with it. But struggling in New York in your 20s, working your ass off, and not seeing a ton of uh, change is, is a really difficult thing to go through. It is. And it and I think it's... Ugh. Beautiful place to do it. And we saw New York change a lot, which was cool, the High Line. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> somewhat beautiful. Stuff. There, there, was, there is Sometimes a Sometimes a dump. Yeah, and, there's a beauty there. There's and, but also then there's gray, also garbage dump. Yeah. and dirt and uh, stinky, just, just smells like shit and piss yeah, everywhere. Yeah, rats everywhere. Chinatown in the summer is a smell I've never smelled anywhere else in my life. Um, it's fun. I, like, I visited, and it is fun to go visit, but I feel like the last time we were there, one, <laughs> just getting around, it was like, this sucks. This we is really out. annoying. We wanted to take naps every Every afternoon. Yeah, we're like, we're so tired. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like to live there again would be uh, a real challenge. But hey, who knows? Yeah. I mean, if if, if I got a job that was paid well and gave me some money to for travel. To operate stuff, the Empire State Building. Then I would We need be someone in. to operate this thing. Otherwise, it just say, falls over. Well, okay. I'll well, sit. I am qualified and I do my... love it. I'll sit in that office that's at the very top of the Empire State Building. So who the hell is going to try and convince us to like this? Yeah, this what rat sh- poor schmuck is going to come on our show? Corrupt. Yeah. Tammany Hall. Money grubbing, uh, disgusting. Dutchman. Irish people. Irish Jew. <laughs> British people. New Amsterdam loving. Yeah. Uh, uh, black people hating. Cause Avenue of, of the Americas obsessed with. <laughs> I love the Avenue of the Americas. It's my favorite other than Fashion Avenue, I would say. Non-working subway riddled. Uh, Well, we have a great person here. Comma. One of the best people, actually. Actually, uh, genuinely one of the best people in the world, I would say. One of the most warm, uh, excited, uh, sweet, 
I, I want to say innocent, but that's not true. Yeah, maybe I mean, he's, he's very corrupt. He might and, be a little uh, bad boy, but he's he's just such a pure being. Um, yes, a Adam pure being. Of, yeah, Adam Lustig, a pure being of energy, wonderful to be around constantly at all times of the day. That is he's proven that he wakes up like that and, and goes to sleep he like that. Sprungs out of bed. He does spring. Yeah, he sprungs around. He is sort of like a coil. He is like a spring. Yeah, a, he's, a, a he's man like, in spring form. He's a, bit, a little bit like that paperclip from uh, Clippy. Word. Yeah. He's like Clippy, but he's uh, he's like a little spring. But he's actually helpful. Fuck you, Clippy. Yeah, Clippy, you suck. Clippy didn't do shit. Um, one quick story about Adam, other than the fact that he's hilarious, amazing, and you've seen him on TV and all sorts of stuff. Like, uh, I know he did something on Silicon Valley, and he's in the sketch group, the Harvard Sailing Team, which are all is made up of great, amazing, hilarious performers. Him being one of them. But um, at Kelly and my at our wedding. Um, Adam did what was one of the kindest gestures. Oh, it was so cute. Um, which was, it at, was, the, it was at the end of the night. Yeah. Um, people had our, like, yeah, people had partied really hard. One of our friends drank too much and she threw up and I marched right into the kitchen and I said, would anybody like to offer to clean up vomit? Cause I was just like, I'm in my wedding dress. I just can't be the one to do this. I'm going to ask. And he goes, I will, immediately. Turned around, shot his hand into the air. And that's sort of Adam's uh, personality boiled down to one beautiful, gross, but great moment. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for doing that, Adam. He's fucking And um, ad- also thank you for coming here to talk to us about New York City. <laughs> Thanks for being here. We are rolling. Great. So we are rolling. Say, right roll and roll is can be used against me in the court of law. Yeah. Yes. yeah that's, and that's what you're here for, too. Uh, to be indicted. Yes. Yeah. Want, yeah. Do you want to say just a quick comment? Our our last episode was about being bald. Do you want oh. to say a quick comment about how you feel about being bald? I've been I've been a bald man since yes. I was 21 years old. Okay. Um, and whereas I thought maybe Same for the- with Charlie Sanders. Very popular. Did he also go bald Well, he started going yeah. bald then so and he shaved like when he was 24 or something. 24? Yeah. Th- no, say 24 that's... he shaved it. He was already- Oh, I'm sorry. I don't listen to Kelly. Okay, cool. I think, Good. No, no Kelly, you're wrong. That's but the men talk about being bald. <laughs> I think it was. I think no. I operate at about the same timeline as Charlie. I was like started to lose it at 21, mm-hmm. and it was like it was the seminal moment of like going to my barber and being, being like, and, like it. exactly. And like the only haircut I ever got was just like a buzz cut. I feel like that's like default young American boy. So it's like yeah. one haircut, buzz it. Just buzz, buzz yeah, it. I don't want to buzz it. Really, yeah. it's not like I want steps on the side, <laughs> I never... mullet on top, ponytail in the back. That that's mullet very standard. On top. Were you? Did you have a Did you have a ponytail then? I never ponytailed it. No, I <laughs> wish I did. Um, once as a kid, asked them to shave my initials in the back of my head, and it was at like a salon where it was like, like all women. No, and they, uh, they did it, but they were it like like shit. Yeah, yeah, no one knew how to do it. It was like delicate cursive, yeah. like really nice calligraphy. <laughs> yeah, and then there yeah. was another time where, um, in my twenties. I thought it'd be fun to get a lightning bolt shaved into yeah, the side of my head. Yeah. And uh, I went to the, but I didn't have money, so I went to the barber school. Yeah. Uh, and oh, it was like East $5. Village, yeah. This one was near the Magnet Theater. Oh, okay, yes. And uh, I was like, can I get like a lightning bolt si- um, in my head? And the guy's like, um, let me talk to someone who might be able to help <laughs> let you. Let me check with the and manager. The, and the guy comes over and he's like, I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> And shaves a like jagged line from the side all the way to the back of my head, and then ends with a swirl in the back, what? shaved into the back of my a head. Swirl? And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I was asking for." You were like, "You meant like Earth fault line leading into like a constellation, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 like lightning that turns into wind, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay, yeah, lightning in like, transition, yeah, yeah, swirling wind of desire and yeah. questions." Something Can I also just say energy. that I love that like the hair, the, I would say like the barber hairstyle industry is the only one that just like uh, sort of proudly says like this is a fr- this is like a school where they're learning to do this. Like, come get your come right. get a product for free. Yeah, I feel like that should maybe apply to other industries um, as well, like mechanics well, and training. Right, dentists do it. Oh, you, really? You can go to a college and get <laughs> go to a uh, shitty dentist. Go to a, a college kid dentist who's like learning how to do stuff. Yeah, um, I think I've known people that have done that. Really. Yeah, I think it's like, and it's, and it's probably, probably hit or miss, fine. like you know. Yeah, it might be fine. Well, if you fine. have a, if the guy's gonna, you know, has some, has got some talent. There. Yes, yes. But um, if you got a shitty dentist, they're gonna be shitty then and later too. Shitty. Exactly. But may I ask how you feel about being bald? Uh, I, 
I thought it was going to be when it first started going. I was like, oh, geez, am I going to be embarrassed about this for the rest of my <laughs> for the rest of my natural life? I was like, is this going to be like a like an ego bruise? Because I can like feel the bruise developing, but I'm 21 and I'm malleable enough to like either sort of address this how going bald clearly and evidently and very rapidly is going to affect <laughs> my ego and my sense of confidence. And I, I think that just. By being a little bit aware of it at the time, I've been able to sort of mitigate that. And I love, I love being bald. It's great. Yeah. One less thing to worry great. about. Thanks. You, That's you Charlie also have a yeah, great little great, round yeah. head. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Maybe if I had a differently shaped head, I'd feel more self-conscious. Right. And Yeah, it works with the head. It works with the head. <laughs> it really goes with my skull. It really bald does, goes yeah. Bald, yeah, yeah with works well features. with my features. Your features, the glasses too, really yeah. a nice touch. Here in Los Angeles, however, there are a lot. there's like some practical difficulties. Like obviously we play basketball all the time. That being outdoors yeah. in the constant, yeah. unceasing, sweet curse slash blessing of sunshine yeah. and sunlight. You have to wear sunscreen all the time. Well, and that's like, why you always have a paper towel with a rubber band around. <laughs> I mean, minus, <laughs> minus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Was I supposed to remove that before I walked into the podcast? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like my makeshift turban. <laughs> I wish I wish there were like an easy DIY solution to that. Like yeah. I would go paper towel rubber band because like that to me is almost like less awkward than sunscreen right. would which I never use. Oh, really? I oh, never, Jesus. ever once use it ever. Unless I'm at like a beach or something. Yeah. Charlie I'm, has to use sunscreen a lot and he has sunscreen. a hat that he wears a lot. He I wears hats. a trucker hat because it's big and he has a big head. Big and also head. because he gets Sweats. sweaty yeah. and the back has mesh. Yeah. So keep that in mind. Yeah. And like I have a hat too. It's like, but that's the thing. It's like bald men are forced to be hat guys when we don't even necessarily want to be hat. Gotcha. I'm not even intrinsically a hat right. person. Yeah. But now I literally must be. You have, you have a lot of my own health. now. I have like a few hats that I wear in rotation that I lose always. Oh, okay. interesting. So this one that you're seeing now is a hat that uh, our mutual friend Marina got for me from oh, Jerusalem. Cute. It's it got says, kind of a small Jerusalem <laughs> in uh, the most basic font. Basic. Uh, this Jerusalem. is that Arial bold. Exactly. Twelve sized. Yeah. She Wouldn't got that me this be one. Funny if it was misspelled. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jerusalem. It does look weird looking at it. It looks like it should be. Yeah. It looks like Jerusalem. it's misspelled. Jerusalem. She got me another one that just said Nazareth. That was equally sort of bland in design. It said Nazareth. You have two. Yeah, but I wow. already lost the Nazareth hat. But okay. that one was particularly amazing. It was like even more. The text was even Such more a floppy slanted. hat. So floppy. Floppy, like very something very Israeli floppy, and like, take it to play tennis. There's something yes, very t- yeah, tennessey yeah. about it. Perfect. Relax with it. Relax with it. Um, but yeah, I have to. I have to keep these hats in rotation. So this seems like a nice segue yeah. into New York because yeah. the the one of the cool things about New York is you don't have to worry about that sun uh-uh. at all. In fact, so I got blocked. diagnosed with low vitamin D levels. Did you really? Yeah, I when started having to take vitamin D. Yeah. Because of the absence of sunshine. Yeah, I had yeah. to take 200 milligrams every day or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Do you feel the effect of that? I do you, don't. Like in your body, no. do you feel the difference? I don't. Kelly used to no. come crawling up the stairs <laughs> to the apartment. <laughs> like, I don't. No. Vitamin. And I would have to D. put a vitamin you D just... pill in her mouth and she'd swallow Mush it in it. a banana yeah. and feed it. It's, yeah. really, it's really hard, hard to <laughs> say <laughs> because I was so fucking exhausted and yeah. riddled with anxiety the whole time I lived in New York. Yeah. So yeah. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. It's built. It seems like it's a city that is uh, built to exhaust you. Yes. I mean, like, the, the not even like that's its fine. Function, but it's number one unintended consequence mm-hmm. of living in New York is that you are exhausted. You will be exhausted. Yeah. 24-7 every day, no matter what, almost no matter what hour of the day. Right. And then it seems like it just becomes a matter of like how uh, do you cope and just pretend that you're not. It's like do you tend to choose to over-caffeinate yourself? I did. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. Um, okay. Do you choose to – not even choose. It's like, do you allow the energy and like the kinetic energy of the city to like invigorate and re-energize you no matter how sleep deprived and vitamin D deprived you are? Mm-hmm. I think that's also like maybe can happen sometimes. You right. sort of like, that do you feel like, like when you guys are in New York, you absor- yeah, you absorb the energy of it. I thought like, so. Yeah. Like, sometimes. I mean, when I lived in New York, I used to ride my bike a lot. Oh yeah, you did. And I loved seeing the city yes. that way and you feel like you're really a part of it. Yeah. Like you're a part of this organism. Yes. At the same time, it was a stinky hellhole. It's that, a stinky hellhole. That that chewed me up and shat me out multiple times. And it, it never wanted us. <laughs> it never wanted that you was, there. It I never wanted that, anyone there. That's what, it doesn't that's, want us there. That's no. what I think ultimately Especially was the, the uh-huh. most painful thing for me to realize about New York was like, oh, it doesn't really want me here nope. and it doesn't matter if I am. It doesn't. And the only reason arts is in New York is for the rich people. Yeah. Because New York was built for money. 
Yeah. Period. 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 It's over. Don't even try. It's over. It's over. End of conversation. If you're not a trizillionaire, get out of Manhattan. Yeah. Manhattan. Or actually, now that I heard Brooklyn Brooklyn is like more expensive. Yeah. Someone had told me that it's been easier for friends to get places in Manhattan now. However, what kind of a mindfuck is that? But like Williams, I'll tell you. Well, Maggie and I were there a couple weeks ago just visiting. Mm -hmm. Lovely fall weather. Lovely fall weather. So that's going to make you fall in love with it. Immediately. When you're just like, oh, it's the best time to be here. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like maybe our experiences sort of mirror each other because I was living in New York from like ages 18 to 29. Okay. So like in the heart of like in, you know, my sort of peak energetic, ambitious, like willing to run around and live with a permanent cold always. Right. Just like live with being a little bit sick forever. Yes. So just like, and that's okay. Like I can sort of manage. Carrying your life on your back. On your back, being weighed down and exhausted, never seeing the sun. Um, constantly being surrounded by strangers, breath, breath, and their the weather, and their butts, bad breath, bad yeah. breath, butts and breath, yeah, butts and breath. slimy butt cracks, yeah. all, all only ever getting screamed at, getting screamed at, <laughs> and like for and at the time and even now, uh, it was all romantic to me and all wonderful and like it was what I loved about living in New York and I I think by virtue of being sort of an innately kind of optimistic person, I was able to kind of like almost see the beautiful human soup that was right. New York and really sort of embrace that and be like, oh, this is the delicious, dirty, oh, look how dirty the subway pole is. I'm going to grab it and like feel the humanity on my fingers and I love it. And I can – Wow. I think that I'm able to sort of access that sometimes. Yeah. Um, but – and – 18 to 29, it was like I met all of my best friends in New York same, City. It's, same, it's yeah. impossible. It's really hard for me to like divorce it from the context of living in New York during my during the time where I fell in love with all of my friends with whom I'm still in love. I met Maggie in New York. It's like it's kind yeah. of inextricable from these major life events yeah, that are all positive. I certainly don't regret living there. Yeah. I would never you know, have traded that for anything. Ever. Because yeah. also it yeah. makes every other place seem so much better. Yeah. Uh, because when you're done with it, yeah. you're like, wait a minute. I could put a bag. In, in a, a car, car and just leave it there and I'm like and in a that- parking lot like dancing and celebrating as everyone's like what's wrong with this person I'm like you could put your bag in, in a car. car and leave leave it. leave it yeah and then when I gotta get home I get back like in, in my car, car. Yeah. and it Walking takes me there around with like just your wallet and keys on you is yeah. just hilarious in beautiful yeah. weather so a lot of the times I have purses again I could never have a purse in New York I have to have a bag with all of my belongings in it when Kelly when you lived in New York as yeah. a female human you had a backpack you had I a had a, almost always a backpack yeah. Uh, yeah I guess sometimes I, I actually when I first moved there I just had no money so yeah. I had like a big dirty uh, like cloth shopping bag yeah that just I was like a Whole Foods yeah. Trader Joe's situation yeah, well, yeah. Got, did you guys ever get uh, mugged I never got mugged I got harassed I, I, constantly yeah which is just one of the worst things. Yeah. Uh, Come on, but they were being nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really wanted to suck on my titties, <laughs> so I should be happy about said that. they no. like you guys. Oh. No. I thought no, I but like, yeah, you can imagine they forward. definitely yeah. wanted to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I definitely, I don't think anyone ever asked to suck on my titties, yeah, but there was a lot of, there yeah, was no a lot asked, of, yeah, it was hinted at. Yeah. There was a lot of just um, uh, anyone just taking advantage of whatever was happening to me physically at the moment, yeah. like, why don't you smile? Or, Ugh. oh, you're smiling. What are you happy about? Right. Uh, anything. Is it my the, skirt is it blowing the chance up that I might suck me... on your titty? <laughs> my skirt <laughs> blowing up and me trying to hold it down and a guy going, you can let it blow up. Um, like, cool. I, I, I know everyone just gets to have an opinion. Yeah. yeah. It's so neat. I love t- it. Thank you for telling me that, yeah. stranger, to my face in public. Yeah. My body is thank essentially a, like a, a comment Fuck board. Man. Like, yeah. is, uh, you know, yeah. like, just leave your comments, guys. <laughs> Whatever you want to say about Shout it. Shout them out. Ahead. I'm open yeah. to everything. Yeah. So, yeah, it does. It makes you very resilient. But I think it also drove me to having constant panic attacks. In addition to, you know, whatever else has happened to me in my life. Yes. I started having constant panic attacks and i finally got on medication mm-hmm. and then i moved away and, mm-hmm. and i'm doing much better yes but it was it was just never i never felt safe ever 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 ever, ever. yeah it's Sucks. so i i completely understand i am someone that generally feels unsafe always and all the time uh-huh. <laughs> i so think that no. I, yeah and it's weird well well just like just like physically unsafe and i have never been uh cackled no one has ever once wanted to suck on my titties ever right. or even gotcha, implied gotcha. it or uh, <laughs> ever and that's a shame too which is a shame uh, and i blame that on new york exactly you know what? i'm gonna say it now i might. want to suck on your titties thank you kelly you um but i i weirdly feel and i completely obviously i understand that experience of like feeling like you are an exposed 
little fragile baby salamander. Little that baby someone, salamander yeah. with all of these grown-up salamanders and sharks and construction worker salamanders yeah. just like around yes. and being horrible you. and awful. Uh, and like, you know, thanks to Dan and my male privilege, I was never once catcalled ever. I'm, I no, never bothered. Never I felt once. very comfortable walking alone anywhere in New York <laughs> City. Always, <laughs> still would, still do. That's our privilege. Yeah. Whistling yes. at 2 a.m. Ah, maybe I'll get a pizza. It's fine. Yeah. Um, here in, in Los Angeles, I, I actually feel... Well, there's something about New York and the constant, um, the constant human activity and the constant human flow right. that, for me, did make me f- actually feel feel safer. Yes, well, right. I think it is technically safer than Los Angeles. Los yes. Angeles is a dark, seedy place. It's a dark, seedy place, and there's something about the isolation and the the everyone is in their sort of own. You could be a really alone on right. a, on a street or a yeah. sidewalk. I have been. I remember, especially when I first moved here, yeah. going places and being like. Where is everyone? Where is Am anyone? I in the right place? This is scary because yeah. if someone wants to, yeah. Yeah. this is how you do it. And I will it. say, yes. I had issues with that before I moved to New York. Like, really? I lived in the middle of nowhere in Olympia, Washington, yeah. uh, you know, and just be in the middle of the woods and feel like, what if I got shot right now? Yeah. And then, like, okay, Kelly, that's insane. <laughs> but, like, you know, it was just like a shame. Yeah. Strangers don't often commit crimes It was a, strangers, it was a thing. I think. Yeah. It's less likely than you think. Yeah. But you were sort of troubleshooting what no matter you're saying no matter what sort of geographical environ you're yeah, you're gonna I'm be troubleshooting. Saying, yeah, I was constantly traps. a little <laughs> Who's bit pushing me onto the train track. Me too, yeah. Kelly. Me yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm in LA and I'm not nervous about yeah. any of that shit and maybe unreasonably so because yeah. I'm just in a better place psychologically. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Yes. And of course, how could you also not just like I just like I sort of innately, intuitively associate New York City with all my nostalgic memories mm-hmm. of making my first friends, meeting my comedy group, meeting people like you and like my yeah. the people who I love and cherish. It's really hard for me to divorce my sentimental view of New York City with those kind of things. Right. I'm sure that you being in a generally better sort of like mental and emotional place yeah. here in Los Angeles, those two things sort of, yeah. I don't know, start to become inextricable or something. Right. How was your last visit there? So it was great. Like, yeah. What, what, what would you guys do? Yeah. Well, my family is from there, oh, and yeah. so they're sort of upstate, not New York City, New York City City, but like upstate. So they came down, and that's mm-hmm. a really nice sort of like meeting point to like see family and cousins and things like that. My cousin had like my sweet 17-year-old cousin had like a short film, like a high school film oh, festival screen at the AMC <gasps> Theater in Times Square. Wow. You know the one. God. <laughs> so like, that's, but that's still bugs. fucking exciting still and shit. Yeah. Super exciting. Very yeah. exciting. Um, and just to sort of uh, – so that was like one of the reasons um, I was there for the New York Film Festival because some NYU friends of ours had made this little animated movie that I did this tiny little voice part in so that was cool to like dip my toe into the Lincoln Center yeah. zone of it all yeah nice. um, we went to go see John Mulaney and Nick Kroll's show uh, on Broadway hello. which was amazing the silliest possible thing and the you saw a lot of people you knew there probably we see, well, yeah lots of yeah. people in the audience and, and oh of, of the show yeah, were there people you knew going to the show? No, actually, we just oh, we so you just weren't like, there like opening night or whatever. No, I saw a lot of their, people like Instagramming. For yeah, night. it was there. It was actually their very very last preview show. I think before oh, okay, they opened, gotcha. so it was it was a riot. I mean, the last time I was in Lincoln Center fantastic. was uh, Restaurant Associates, uh, yes. a catering gig. Oh yes, we used to Adam and I used to work uh, together as caterers. Okay, and this actually gets this actually gets down to the bottom of one of the things I love most most about New York City. Okay. And just cities in general, because I, I feel like to however you feel about, I mean, New York City is like the American urban experience, sort of like the or the or urban experience in the United States. What does or mean? Like the ultimate, like the alpha example oh, okay, of a city okay. gotcha. in the United States. And to me, one of my favorite books ever is this book called The Death and Life of Great American Cities by this mm-hmm. author named Jane Jacobs, who was like this urban planner back in the 60s. And not to get too esoteric and sound like a weird dork. Uh, but like, um, you know, after the war, and this does relate to restaurant associates, uh, like after the war in the forties, uh, there was this huge sort of like urban migration where everyone moved out to the suburbs. That was like the big trend in the United States. And like, uh, maybe because Dan, your family is New York city. Yes. Came to the city. And then uh, bounced out to New Jersey at a certain point. Yes. yes. Right. They were Brooklyn and then went to... They didn't move then, though. My parents lived in Brooklyn until, like, I was born. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. The 80s, they bounced out oh, that's to cool. the suburbs. Yeah. Um, I, th- I feel like my family was a little bit more traditional in terms of their migration, which was, like, you know, great-grandparents, Ellis Island from Eastern Europe, come to New York. My great-grandfather, literal pickle salesman on the Lower East Side, Hester wow. Street, God. Jewish immigrant type, like, on-the-nose experience of that. And uh-huh. see you in that costume Eight pastrami right for now, every like, meal, every day. For every meal, breakfast, lunch lunch, pastrami lunch, and dinner, all yes. four meals. <laughs> and so 
uh, my grandmother was born uh, in 1917 in East New York, which is like way out near like Flappish, Brooklyn, way out there. Mm-hmm. Met my grandfather on the beaches of Coney Island. They married when they were like 19. Mm-hmm. This is in the 1930s. Wow. So they got married super sexy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandfather. They shot the freak at uh, Coney Island. <laughs> shot the freak. They beat the shit out of the freak at Coney Island. So romantic. Paint, they used yeah. a paintball gun. Paintball yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. romantic. Beat him to death with pastrami. <laughs> yeah. And so they. Uh, sort of got married in the 30s and my grandfather be- and they were living in like sort of like poverty stricken Brooklyn like mm-hmm. with no money obviously and my grandfather worked at like a gas station he was like a mechanic at a gas station so very blue collar working class really worked their way up and my my nana my grandmother was like a bookkeeper for various businesses and they sort of like saved up their pennies so that in the for after my grandfather returned from war in the 40s, 50s, they, like everyone else in America, could get the F out of the city mm-hmm. and move out to, in their case, Long Island. Gotcha. Which is like, again, the, I, I feel like the tale of so many kind of like I- immigrants to New York of that era. Right. Um, like the first generation sort of like works their fingers to the bone so that the second generation can get out of the city, no longer yes. have to work their fingers to wow. the bone and get a job as a teacher like my mom did. And it's mm-hmm. totally the opposite for some people. Exactly. Work on the farm, do this, do that, so, that so I can, can go and get a have big a city fucking edu- chance. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that was... Uh, so that, that was sort of like their... My family's kind of immigrant experience into New York. And so it's really hard for me, again, to divorce my love of New York City from like this. It's so You wouldn't inex- be there. It wouldn't that. be there. It's like yeah. so right. strictly tied to my wait, family wait. and my mother. Are you going to come back around to the catering? Catering, big time. Okay. Um, so that – so like the city <laughs> becomes this uh, – I mean the New York City is this amazing melting pot. And what I was going to say about the Jane Jacobs thing was that Robert Moses was the big urban planner in the 50s who like dictated a lot of what New York City is now, built the BQE – um, which like bisects the city, obviously, and was responsible for a lot of the Section 8 like low-income housing that is there in the city now. And the thing was that in the 50s, after the war, our sort of cultural American values revolved around like privacy, a car in every garage, like a green lawn right. in every house. Like these were the sort of Pleasantville mid-century values that we had. Right. And that Robert Moses, this urban planner, tried to sort of uh, pl- almost place those, those suburban values onto New York City, an urban environment. And so he would build all this Section 8 housing – sorry, all this low-income housing with all these huge high-rises with like a tiny little sort of like plot of green land that was like sort of like uh, you know the land that belonged to the building because in his mind and in our American cultural values, all, we want green space, mm-hmm. green space. And like that was a big uh, sort of like assumed value. However, so like – and privacy. People want their own homes, right? right. People want to – and the and the delineation of uses. Like um, a residential zone should be separate from the commercial zone, should be separate from the industrial zone. All these things that are like suburban values. Like in our – in my suburban upstate town, maybe in, your, in Old Bridge too, it's like people live in the sleepy suburb and then deliberately commute into the business district to go right. to work where the business offices are. Yes. And like that separation of living and working was right. the suburban value that Robert Moses tried to impose on New York. Along comes Jane Jacobs in the 1960s and was like, no, 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 this is all wrong. This sort of idea, uh, this sort of notion of urban planning and what people who live in cities value is completely backwards. People in cities do not value privacy and isolation and a green lawn and their own car. They want integration. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole – that is the function of a city is to deliberately be meshed up in this great weird human soup Mm -hmm. and this delightful human dance that is like a mishmash of socioeconomic classes and ethnicities and ages and – political beliefs and the whole point is to be rub shoulders with people deliberately unlike yourself and so she wrote this beautiful book called the death and life of great american cities and used has all these sort of urban planning um kind of pillars and statutes uh they're like uh blocks this one i think is the most interesting short blocks long uh, and this uh, applies short to safety blocks also. Are great short blocks because uh, la has the blocks are too long too long too long and that is why it's literally like you were saying dan it's technically on not it's less safe a yeah. long block is less safe than a short block, less eyes on the corner. You know what I mean? Just less sort of people. There's watching. less corners. Yeah. Less corners. Yeah. Yeah. Um, LA's and, also a very poorly planned place, right? Yeah. I mean, they just, just like, kept going and going. It and just keeps spreading it's a out like a block. But keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, only that, like, LA applies. Uh, Los Angeles is the perfect example of these 1950s mid century suburban yes, values. Yeah. Right. Everyone wants a fence and a yard and a car and privacy. Yes. Privacy. Like, almost as, like, really the most important part. Yeah. Right. Silence. Silence. Yeah. And, like, I don't want to know what my neighbors are doing, and I don't want them to know what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a city that seems really hard, but Jane Jacobs says it's actually really counterintuitive because often 
urban environments are more private counterintuitively than suburban environments because let's say you guys live in a shitty little apartment in Brooklyn with thin ass walls and like three stories above the ground. You guys have a big sort of fight. Everyone can kind of hear you. Your neighbors to the wall can hear you. The people on the street can hear you. But in the context of a city environment, it's just you guys are just one voice in this cacophony of voices and sounds it's a little and more anonymity or something. Way, I mean, thousands of percent right. more anonymity. Whereas in your suburban enclave, if you're in your house and you have a fight and somebody hears you, it's just like now you they know it, it, there's a problem. It's a problem, it's and it's a dramatic like, story. And it's it like not takes out a bit just of just like a little tiny bit of something. Uh, yeah, it yeah makes, it's not one of many. It's not one of many. It's like divorced from the context of a huge steaming stew of people talking and yelling in various languages. Right. And all of a sudden, like your one fight in your suburban house gets all American beauty and like takes on all the significance. And like now your neighbors kind of have to know what's going on with you. Yeah. So, like in a weird way, the suburban life is counterintuitively less private right. than a life in the middle of an urban. You all of a sudden have a spotlight on you if yeah. there's anything remotely different. Exactly. Going on. Exactly. Which is fucked up. Totally fucked up. That's and the... how, why I was very attracted to New York when I yeah. first visited. Yeah. I wrote like in my journal about, yeah. I used the word cacophony. Yeah, I, it I is. Was, like, it amazed is a cacophony. By how like, the, just the sound of someone slamming their door in the middle of the night, like added to this roar of sound that I could just hear out the window. Yes. Just listening from the middle beep, of Brooklyn. Beep, beep. I could that's, hear. That sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, beep, beep, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. 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 Wow. Are we in New York? Yeah. 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 I'm on Broadway. <laughs> so that, I mean, like, and I, I really always responded to that kind of cacophony. And, and sort of like, again, like, I just keep saying the human soup because that's kind of what it feels like. I wanted to be not an anonymous piece of human soup. And I, didn't get that yeah and you feel like that. you were but like it was more had a more of a negative effect the yeah it was, yeah it was almost uh, people people were paying attention to me Do yeah you know like the the again it's the cat calling yeah, really fucks it really up seriously it fucks up my new york dream man because like it erases the anonymity walk around like a freak and seriously. just do my thing and then there's like i'm interested in you right for your physical appearance. Yes. And it's like, now that sucks. Uh, Kelly, how does this stuff get us back to restaurant associates, but here's, the catering? And here's okay, how. Here we I go. start talking about the 1850s. Uh, so <laughs> because New York is like this wonderful, weird soup of various people, I found that Dan, that our job catering in, in New York, which really involved – which is like grunt work, weird – obviously, there's like food service. However, you so, A, we got to like peek into the behind the scenes of like all the Lincoln Centers and all the Met Museum of Arts and all the Natural History Museums and MoMA. And like that was – I thought was – neat and cool yes and like we got to go into all these new york city institutions through the back door and like right. go to the executive dining room of the hearst right. building and see these money grabbing one percenters first like close up and firsthand yes and, go, yes. Wow, and like serve them lunch and serve them lunch give them great their plates or whatever yeah i once slammed barbara walters in the face with her own plate you know so like allowed it afforded us some of these opportunities that we wouldn't have otherwise right and the other people that worked for restaurant associates were this human soup of new york city joseph senyojo <laughs> people from freaking <laughs> everywhere who were I mean, half lunatics. Yes. You know what I mean? We worked with this one woman that Billy and I have actually talked about on our podcast oh, yeah. named Labouche. Yes. Who was Labouche. Do you remember Labouche? Of course I remember Labouche. Labouche. I'm she just was... asking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was... Well, because she had Lucky. She had Lucky? The, the Bobcat. Okay. She owned a Bobcat. <laughs> she lived in New York City. <laughs> this is literally the census like sketch from SNL. The, wait, what was it? The census what? sketch where uh, Christopher Walken's asking, all, answering all these questions to um, uh, Tim... What's his name? Meadows. Meadows. Yeah. About, uh, you know, who lives in his household. And he's like, well, technically it's not just me. You know, there's plants. Uh, my wife lives here, yeah. but she's a bobcat. <laughs> and he's like, your wife is a, a bobcat. Bob Isn't sketch also? He's like, how many kids live here? He goes, I don't know, 80? Yeah, exactly. And he's like, and he like, and he's like you know, well, he, I think all my... Then like, it turns out it's like two or something. <laughs> yeah. His guess, his guess was... His, yeah. His just he estimate is 80. his like items that he owned were kids. Or uh, yeah. Very funny. Uh, but anyway, Labouche owns Lucky the Bobcat. Yeah, okay. Labouche is an Eastern European woman who lives in a tiny little walk-up, like fourth floor walk-up in like Tribeca and has a pet bobcat, a pet bobcat in wow. New York City. And she would shower with it all like every night. She would bathe with it and she would hold it. She would show us. Like I've as never we're, seen a picture of the bobcat. That's <laughs> where I never seen you a picture. Guys, of the, okay. She would demonstrate it for us, oh. sort of like she would mime it for us. And this is meanwhile, like as we're in the back of Lincoln Center, like prepping to like serve Stephen Colbert salmon or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like Labouche is telling us that she has a bo a pet bobcat that lives in her tiny little apartment with her in New York, and that she takes showers with it. And we were just like dumbstruck continually. And I would say, um, 
doesn't does it like scratch you like doesn't it scratch and like hurt and hurt you and like maim you and then she like had like a special little glint in her eye and she looked at me and she said oh yes ah! <laughs> yeah oh yes and that is part oh, yes. of it and I was like bobcat. okay yeah and that is part right. of it it's part me. of it and it's like New York oh, yes. City is comprised oh, yes. of loony tunes yeah. 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 loony tunes and like she also just wants to walk around like a freak you know what I mean like she just wants yes. to like let her bobcat having and freak flag fly that. scratched up body it. she just <laughs> scratched up back yeah. yeah and like she can live that way and like somehow I get the oh, privilege yes. the privilege of getting to interact with her yeah. because we live in this crazy dense city where you are forced to interact with people unlike yourself whereas in Los Angeles and in these more suburban environments you have to make a real effort I mean this is like I feel like New York versus LA 101 or something but you really have to make an effort to uh, cultivate a social circle comprised of people not exactly like right which is really difficult to do it's so hard it's hard but it also part of the reason you got to see those people was you were working well not a shitty job I actually like the restaurant associates job but you're working yeah shitty (laughs) you're working a shittiest job that you're like I don't want to be doing this for the rest of my life yes. but there are perks to it I mean I got to be at I worked a job at the Brooklyn Museum yeah. for Restaurant Associates yeah. when Jay-Z Jay-Z, Beyonce they were all there to announce that the Nets would be moving from New Jersey to Brooklyn Yeah, I was like huge you know yeah I was like serving and like you know pouring water for people as that was happening I was like oh my god this is happening Yes, this is really happening <laughs> you were like there for the ground zero moment of yeah. that oh, right wow. yeah that was the official yeah. announcement yeah. wow I, you know what I found pretty cool is I, I never worked any catering jobs I kind of shied away from okay so why are you service. talking then Kelly because we're t- <laughs> is that what we're talking about on the show <laughs> this is making me like catering catering yeah yeah, yeah. and we I both got, love it so I I was very nervous about food service uh, yeah. because I will start to shake sometimes uncontrollably yeah. um, when I'm trying to be still and I couldn't do it. I yeah. was too scared. So yeah. I just did like office jobs. But I was um, with Dan after um, I guess you had written for A Night of Too Many Stars mm. and there was an after party mm-hmm. in the whale room at yeah. the Museum of Natural So who knows it who's, well? Who's, 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 and Dan uh, is there. there. Like doing his thing, and then he get, sees his old boss yeah. from his catering. Job. Yes, so yes. this is like this. That was an incredible <laughs> New York moment. Yeah, of like you went from server yeah. to serve e. Yeah. within a few years yeah. of working yeah. your ass off yeah. in comedy, Pretty and good. it's and it's it was crazy. We went to the fucking mac and cheese bar. We met this actor. You know, like, yep, it was fantastic. They yeah. had the, the uniforms were different. Uh, restaurant associates, they've changed. Them. Stop. Yeah, they've changed the uniforms. They're not the least blue Nehru sexy. jacket, black tuxedo pants. <laughs> no, it's not anymore. Now it's like a gray. It's like a collarless. Yes, like, yeah, collar- yeah. I've it was, seen it. Um, I've seen it. Dan it like put it gray... on for Halloween. Because <laughs> ties for a while, their ties were not cool. Yeah, ties are back. Ties yeah. are back. Ties though. are back. They now. had ties, and I think like a gray jacket Jesus, or something. I'm stunned. I know. We got to yeah. go back to a job together, man. Yeah, man. They won't take me back. I was uh, fired twice. Yes. Oh, yeah. You have a great story of like two times. Uh, for taking heinous care of my of my costume, yeah, so costume. I remember, costume. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is a costume, outfit, yeah, yeah. but it wasn't a costume. You'd show you can't up with call it, it covered in oh, like Kelly. carrot soup. Or you something? had a mustache. Oh, yeah, it was. But you I, couldn't have. You had to be clean shaven. Yeah, you had a mustache, and your stuff was too wrinkled. I believe wrinkled, covered in mashed potatoes, caked in mashed potatoes, caked in food from months past. Oh my god! Uh, disrespectful, yeah. disgraceful. No respect for myself. No respect for the work. That's no respect amazing. for the guests. Yeah. I mean, how are you supposed to have any respect for the guests or the work? Or I'm the still anything? trying to figure it's that out. Really hard. Yeah, but Arthur was actually there at the day that I was fired. Yes, I yeah, know. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Arthur was working that job at the New York Public Library. Yeah, Zach Poitras, I believe, worked there. Yeah, yeah you Yimmy, and Zach. Chris, it was a real. Catch all for all of us. We were, whenever we would see each other at, a, well, you actually saved me. You, I, one of my, oh my one of my best days actually <laughs> probably in New York was I took this job that started I believe at four in the morning Oy. at the um, opera, yeah, Lincoln Center, uh, Lincoln Center. I'm there with you, and buddy. it was there. It was like a 14 hour job or yes. something. I was like, this is going to be rough. Hellscape. And then who walks in but Adam Lustig <laughs> in a great mood, you know? And I'm like, oh man. And then it was just like the best day. And then it's hanging out. Then you're hanging but out, but just in one of America's like one of the crown architecture jewels of the United States. Now, not to keep taking away from this New York, great city conversation, yes. but um, one thing I loved about the catering job was yes. that it was, <laughs> yeah. part of our, it was part of our job so to blend in. Because, like, what I didn't like about being a waiter was you had to, like, you have to bullshit. You have to, you know, put on a little you show. You have yes. to be the star and of the show a little bit. When I when I have to, to, when I have to perform, I, it makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. 
even though I am a performer yes. and I enjoy doing it. Yes. But when I'm now being told to do it for money, essentially, right. I'm like, oh, this is weird. Right. Catering, it's like, don't talk to people. Don't make eye contact be invisible. with them. Yeah, be invisible. And you're like, all right, <laughs> sure. Easy. Yeah. yeah. Sure, I'll go hang out in the back room for a little bit. I'm only like, wearing dark blue and black. I think I'm blending in. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, just yeah. stand against <laughs> the wall for like an hour and disappear. like, yeah, yeah disappear. I'm like, yeah. all right. Anyway, so that's the catering uh, portion of the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. But it's funny that because that was kind of a big, not big, but that was a consistent through line of both of your and my yes. New York City life. Yes. <laughs> was that just... your first job in New York, Dan? Uh, no, oh, yeah, it was one of the – yes, actually it was. I think when I moved there, that was the first job I technically did. Then I was a tutor – which I couldn't do out because I was a tutor for like a, a, a little girl who was trying to learn how to read. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know how to teach someone how <laughs> to go from read. not reading to read. Reading. Why do you read? You just read. Much? Yeah, that's exactly. I'd be like, <laughs> how did you get hired? <laughs> because they're de- these places are desperate. Yeah, these tutor yeah. places are desperate. Warm After body? a while, I'm like, I just can't do this. Yeah. I don't know how to. How do you explain read. reading? F is like this. Explain <laughs> reading. This one goes. <laughs> this one goes. <laughs> this one goes. Guh. Guh. Okay. Well, there it goes. Ja. <laughs> You should well, know, I don't know I don't what to tell you. You should know that. Yeah. Apple. <laughs> My first job was I was a temp. Yeah. I was a temp in an office for a showroom for a weird Italian women's clothing company oh, yeah. with a French name yeah. called Le Copain. Le Copain. And I, I just I worked as a secretary yeah. in the like ground floor of this showroom. Yeah. And I would come in hungover and yeah. like vomiting yeah. so much. Yep. Yeah. It was terrible. I can do this. That time of life. I was drinking a lot. I was yeah. very lonely. Yeah. Uh my boyfriend that I moved to New York with yeah. was working at, or he was doing his like grad program at Tisch. So I was like, I have no friends yeah. and yeah. just like just, That's interesting because I moved to New York with friends. Uh, I had no friends. And I knew you yeah. guys already Zero. going in there. I would go to bars and just pick people up. Like, not yeah. like sex partners, but like friends. Buddies. People wow. to talk to. Companions. Just talking to people. I, I suppose that that, is, it, that really kind of highlights another privileged experience of, yeah, maybe our New York experience sandwiches that I did. That was where my friends were. So like I, I you, struggle you, to imagine what a life in New York City Were you with the Harvard Sailing team before you moved to New York? No, but I mean like that we Oh, all... but you developed there. You yeah. went there for college. Yeah, which yes. is where okay. we all met. Gotcha. Just r- like right away. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So like d- yeah. week one. Well, I started UCB yeah. the month I moved to New Did York. You? And yeah. I was like, alright, this is what I want to do. Yeah. I want to do improv. I knew I wanted to do something more yeah. with improv. So I that's how I met everyone yes. I know. Yes. Everyone I know. So New York City to you, but being in Texas me in Washington wasn't necessarily mm-hmm. like an inevitability. Like I'll eventually end up in New York. That it wasn't, wasn't. Yeah. it was like, I really want that to end up yeah. happening, but I might have to drop out of college yeah. if I want that to happen. I don't know if I should put all my eggs into the acting basket. I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So I just got my degree and then figured it out from there. Yeah. Tried to make it in Austin, the film business, yeah. the film business wasn't really hopping yet. Right. So I moved back to Olympia, then yep. we went to New York, and I was like, oh, fuck, okay, now I'm here, and yeah. <laughs> I just was so lonely. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, things just start happening there. Yes. I, I mean, I've I've never been jobless. Yeah. Through the worst economy yeah. uh, of our lifetimes, it's and we are sort just... Sort of a crazy, fortunate, weird thing. Yeah. It is yeah. weird that of all things, like, media and entertainment is doing pretty well. It's done when, well the whole time. Well, because when people are in a depression, they need to watch And I never stuff. stopped. <laughs> right. That's yeah. right. That was one of the conversations I remember having with my Nana, who, like, grew up in poor-ass, dirt-cheap Brooklyn, like, through the Depression. And she would go to all, like, in the 30s, the popular movies at the time were all those, like, big Busby Berkeley musicals where it was, like, rich people in Manhattan penthouses, you know? Yeah. I'm like, I remember talking to my grandmother and being like, wasn't it, like, offensive, like, yeah, yeah. to Why everyone? You like, you're all so broke and destitute and, like, you're going to the cinema to watch these, like, highfalutin, like, people with martinis at the penthouse. Yeah. And she was like, absolutely say? not. It was the opposite. It was like the, that we thank yearned for the there. escapism. Yeah, thank please. God it was there. Me, yeah, thank Anything God. Anything to take our attention yeah. away from like having to eat the same potato again. <laughs> you know what I mean? For like eat week that number potato two. again. <laughs> yeah. It's the I same exact it. potato. Yeah. It's a clone. It's a clone, yeah. yeah. No. What are you ordering for dinner tonight? What about our potato? The yeah. potato no, we have. The potato our, again. Did anyone see our potato? <laughs> Has anyone seen our potato? I thought exactly. it was right here. Yeah. Um, but Dan, you were, yes. not to turn the interview tables, but yeah. you, Dan, m- New York must have felt a little bit like an inevitability. It was, an, ev- it was an inevitability. It was like, it was, it was, it was the place. Yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew at some point I would come to LA and I was using Los Angeles as a, oh, I'll have to get there eventually, yeah. not th- thinking I would maybe never have to come here and yeah. kind of hoping I never would have to. Yeah. And I think now. But why? But why hoping you never have to? Because, because I love New York. That's I, right. I lo- I'm from New Jersey. I yes. wanted to live in New York. Right. Then again, New York chewed me up yes. and diarrhea me all over myself. Yes, and, uh, yes. 
it was a difficult but wonderful time. I still I yes. do have wonderful memories of it, but I think what's cool about now is that I got to experience this shit. Yeah. And diarrhea. I'm sorry. Diarrhea. diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like awful wet diarrhea. <laughs> Um, that was New York, and move on to something that I didn't expect to like. I expected to love New York, and I expected New York to love me. It it's your home city. Out. It's like your home. Exactly. Right. I thought, like, I'm coming home. The crowd's going to cheer me. They booed me. The crowd. <laughs> the crowd. The crowd. I stepped up to the plate, <laughs> and the crowd booed me. Don't now, I thought, you. Yes, yeah. We're I thought, indifferent to your existence Yes, yeah. I thought, <laughs> like, I'm the hometown hero, and they thought, I don't give a shit. Everybody is. Move on. It's me, Dan from Jersey. Yeah, remember oh, Dan yeah. Elbridge. I used to come here <laughs> sometimes on <laughs> class trips. No? Come on. No? My dad used Boo. to the Italian boo, boo. Shut up. Get off the stage. Titties. Yeah. Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the titties <laughs> or move on. You don't have titties, so we're <laughs> not useless. interested. Yeah, if anything, you got very small titties, <laughs> yeah. so I, you're I mean, not helpful cool here. The cool thing is that I came to New York and I was immediately celebrity with the men. So. <laughs> yes, yeah. Kelly's exactly, titties were yeah. huge. Yeah. Fantastic. No friends, plenty of fans. Yeah. I thought I was like, people were going to love me. Yeah. It was not that way. Yeah. It was tough. So then to come to Los Angeles where I'm like, I don't know if I get this place. Yeah. To learn to love it, it just was a different experience yeah. and yeah. so now i'm like also hey i'm in my 30s i'm yes i'm calmer i'm chiller yes this place jives with that more also calm also chill it's it's yes. really working together west coast is the best coast there's a lot to like here you've already just flipped the switch completely i mean i'm you, in it yeah and all the stuff in california like yeah. and there's still a lot for me to learn that i haven't done so yeah. it was like oh all that new york stuff that is great but I had done that as a kid. Yes. I have I have good and bad associations with things. Yes. In California, I have no associations. Yes. So it's very cool now to be like, I could learn to like this. I could learn to not like it. That's exciting. Yeah. No preconceived biases coming exactly. in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. same. I just California take it at face just, value. I think as a kid, I was yeah. I, I had some ideas about like, oh, there's assholes in California or something just because Texas people somehow brainwashed me or something. That's interesting. But like... But no, I, I really didn't have much of a preconceived notion other than that it was easy to be alive yeah, here. Yes. It just, that's the thing. I just want it to be a little easier to be alive, it's, you know? Yes. It's so much easier, easier to be, be alive. alive. Yeah. Adam, it's so you, much In literally every place other than New York City, Seriously? it's easier were, to be alive. It's you were talking easier. about how you never have, like, stomach problems. You were talking about... <laughs> I know. Well, you were talking about how your girlfriend does. Yes, yeah. Wait, you guys aren't married. No, we're like... We're, we're getting getting you guys are life You guys are we're fucking life partners. Yeah, we're partners, yes. You're partners. Yeah. So she's got the acid she reflux. Has she's these got a bad acid reflux. You don't have that problem. I also went through a period of time where I thought I would have to move because I started having intense sciatic pain. Damn. Do you have any body problems ever? You just seem like the limberest little like you're know. like a grasshopper that never stops bouncing. I feel like a grasshopper who never stops bouncing. Which would I feel be a like a great child, uh, children's book that you should write. <laughs> grasshopper who once stopped bouncing. <laughs> well, it's, it, just it would the... be about like how and it's okay died. to be an energetic <laughs> child. Yeah, but then he died. Energetic, yeah. yeah. But sometimes, you know, that's kids, they're Do too energetic, to but yeah. it's nice to be like, hey, this is a good one and there's good things you could do with it. I don't know what that is. You figure it out it's your figure. goddamn book but so i was but my but, point was oh, that yeah, yeah. new york is a little easier yeah for you. yes oh uh, that's again, true i i feel like healthy again, white to, man healthy i just like a an Viral. able-bodied white man and i am yeah. having the easiest to go to nyu here on earth the best you walk no, around like, without rape. pain okay. i walk around generally without pain okay. can um, we i just kind of want so sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> this hurts <laughs> this hurts to hear adam. yeah can we i kind of want to hit adam with just some like questions about new york okay Oh, you never opened your notebook. Did you have any more notes? It's a lot more I mean, Jane Jacob did... stuff, to be honest with you. It's we're going to get to we'll get yeah, to that. No, it's okay. It was just New York is a, big, is a big topic. Okay. Yeah. We'll have a big interview for it. But Hit here me. are some questions. Would you, go, would you live there again? 100%. Do you want to live there again? 65%. Do you know what I mean? And can yes. I make a qualifying thing about that? Yes. Way before I would move back to New York City, I don't know. I don't think that I don't see myself living in. New, I don't see us living in New York City, 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 city. Okay. Again, unless we're gazillionaires, it's like like you said, yeah, Kelly, exactly. it's a city of the wealthy. Huge caveat. Yeah. Yeah. So like whatever. Easier. So that's never going to happen because I'm realistic. So like that, no. However, my friends just moved from Brooklyn up the Hudson to Cold Spring. I'm like to Hudson and up yeah. in the Hudson Valley. That's and I got to cool. tell you, Good stuff. I would in a heartbeat in live a, in one of those cute little towns in a heartbeat community. That to me, that to me, sounds like an idealized version of yeah. life. It no, I have a few nice. friends yeah. that have done that myself. Yeah, we have one Paul friend Rudd that bought that. a house. I think he's a New York-based actor who lives who, like lives there. up there in a cute yeah. little. House. I just want to live like up there a little yeah. bit. I, I, it's cool. I mean, New York State is is beautiful. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. What about the weather though? Does the weather get you? How, how do you feel about that? No, man, we I'm haven't talked the about the weather at all. Uh, I'm in. That might be my biggest problem. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, other than the cat freaking freezing. Well, being stuck out there because you're stuck in it. Oh, in the hot. The hottest worse than the cold. Oh, God, Oh, yes. that's for sure, yeah. I'm from yeah. Texas. 
Ooh. The weather's a motherfucker for sure. And here it's like it just it is in every facet of life. It's just easier. easier. It's just alive. easier to be a living mortal here yes. in California. Well, we we started to fantasize about being cold because we miss we miss <laughs> being like, cold. Miss it, right? Yeah. We're like we should go. We want to go to like Big Bear or something to be cold. Just to be cold for a weekend. Yeah. 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 Um, so we might yeah. do that. Get cold for a weekend. But I want to be cold for four months straight and then have to walk to work every goddamn yes, day. Yes, exactly. In the snow. It just like grinds you in better your soul. Have, you yeah. better have waterproof shoes or something. Yeah. Yes. Something. Get some kind of gear on there to help to kind of ease the pain. Yes. I mean, hopefully they'll be, Elon Musk will get on it and build this bullet train that will zip us from LA to New York in three hours. Oh yeah, right? Come on, Elon. Come on. We can just go for lunch. Um, Um, But I would live upstate to a brief answer to that question. Living back in the city, not unless we're obscenely wealthy. Right. Living in like Hudson. And where do you go if you're obscenely wealthy? What's your number one? That's a great question. I would say Brooklyn Heights. Like right on the... You know, we lived in Brooklyn Heights. We lived there. You guys did? We lived in a five floor walk up, little tiny (laughs) attic of an apartment, but it was fucking precious it was our best well what happened was we we thought we would end up in like we were like maybe we could live adjacent to williamsburg because that's the cool spot and that's where everybody is yes we told them our price range we were laughed at (laughs) yeah bye we were essentially laughed at by people and they never helped us (laughs) then on craigslist i found a five-story walk-up one bedroom in brooklyn heights because nobody in brooklyn heights wants that it's not cool by cool standards right for us it was perfect Perfect. yeah you don't have a family yet so you're not looking for like a no baby house we also had friends there Chris Kelly yeah. was there. Yeah. Mackenzie Condon was there. Now it's Mackenzie beautiful- Russo's. Darcy, Darcy Carden was there. We live then adjacent to Cobble Hill, which is where Anthony Marinos lived. Yeah, yeah. So it's oh, your old buddy, old buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, exactly. so we had a so bu- had to... we had a, like a family there yeah. too. Yeah. And then Hurricane Sandy During ended Hurricane up being Sandy, We had like a whole crew of people. We that had the were, best like, week of our out. lives. We had unfortunately, we're very sorry because we were up in the heights. So we weren't affected. You were quite yeah. literally elevated. Yes. Yeah. So Very Kelly elevated. couldn't go to yes. work. I didn't have a job. So Your we were friends literally were everywhere. just chilling out. Yeah. Our friends were everywhere. We were chilling out in the neighborhood. You know, oh, Don Finelli and Laura Wilcox live. That's everybody right. there. Just moved there. City with a city like dense like New York, and ad- everyone's living on top of each other, and it's so awful and heinous and smelly and smoky ninety five percent of the time. But then in moments of like blackouts, hurricane Sandys, not the various nine elevens, <laughs> yeah, uh, <sure>. the density <laughs> really accelerates the intimacy. Yeah, you know, it and does. like again, not to be morbid, we but like the time of our lives yeah. during those things. Yeah, Ugh. and like it really, the city really congeals, and yeah. that's when New York can, to me, again, not to sound so disgustingly sentimental, right. but can really feel like a small town and sure. can really take yeah. on those attributes of. I was like just so impressed and stoked whenever the mayor would be like, don't go into work. I would be like, thank <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. Just fucking put the brakes on. New yeah. York, just shut up shut for Shut up second. for a yeah, New York needs to shut up every once in a while. <laughs> but they won't. No. no. It won't and it can't. Well, see, that's the thing about New York. New York is the best and worst of, of our country. That's it's like, yeah, yeah. it is the most best and it's the most Always, worst. Always, yeah. Always. That's what I mean by being like Pearson the worst city. had some like stand-up bit about it. I can't remember how it went. But it yeah. was like a, the exact like, okay, there's vomit. Uh, yeah. I just stepped in vomit, or I just like had the most beautiful moment of my life. Back to back, back to in back. like back to back sec milliseconds. Same with people, you'll yeah. see the most hideous people of your life and the most beautiful people like within the first like within five minutes. And this, yeah. these more these other questions are just more for nostalgia. My Please. personal nostalgia. What was like your favorite restaurant, or did you have any, or just top spots? Where yeah. did you like to go? So let Maggie and I did live in Williamsburg and Greenpoint for years. There was a delicious restaurant there called Five Leaves, which is now opening I here. Went, yes, there's one opening here. Yeah, it I heard was about what's that. his face. Heath Ledger's? Oh, oh! did he own the restaurant or something? I, believe I heard they're so. opening I up a Five Leaves started... on Fountain. Oh, really? Yeah, right in, right near right the Scientology Right square one. Yeah. Five yeah. Leaves yeah, yeah, right is there. at the top of McCarran, right? Yep, exactly. It, yep. I believe Heath Ledger opened that restaurant. Wow, wow. I did yeah, not know that. It's his death restaurant. <laughs> it's his death restaurant. Yeah. Death yeah. Restaurant. Sorry. Um, so I, I did death like that place very much. Heath okay. Ledger's death restaurant. Five leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter Pan Donuts was right around the corner. Oh, which wow, is that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never went stuff. there ever. I never I'd went to one, but great. I got I got to eat them. Yeah, mm. that was really really good. Um, right off the L train in Bedford, the classic like uh, drunk shit face stumbling off the L train at Bedford was that Oasis falafel shop. That's oh, yeah. one of my big beefs <gasps> with Los Angeles, to be honest. There's falafel? so cheap falafel. Where cheap, is it? affordable, delicious falafel. There is, there, there there's some it? good ones. Oasis was. Uh, an oasis. I used Truly. to work. I used to work at Vice in oh, Williamsburg on go. North Tenth, and I was poor and yeah. went there for lunch all the time. So good. Fucking three dollars. Three dollars. Yeah, three dollars. Yeah, three dollars. Falafel sandwich. Well, the Mamoons used to be two dollars. Two. And then they two raised like two fifty or something. But Mamoons, yeah. I was like, Oasis is better. Oasis is you better. Yeah. Mamoons was to lure us NYU idiots in there, just like, yes. oh, and this is cheap as well. Yeah. Yes. And it was, and it was magnificent. But yeah. I do miss, and like, I do culinarily, I do miss the cheap. Fast, easy, Delicious. in and out falafel. Yeah, yeah. There's that. So, that, that doesn't something exist. Something I feel like yeah. is a dearth up there here. There is a place that's not far from us that 
uh, an Uber driver pointed out called Arax or Arax. Yeah. R-A-X falafel, and he's like, that's the best place. R-A-X, yeah. And it's just like in a, you know, uh, strip yes. mall kind of place. Mm-hmm. Um, um, can yes. I say something also tangential? Um, Maggie and I just watched the Anthony Weiner documentary oh, yeah. uh, the other night, mm-hmm. and again, represents the best and worst of New well, York he City. Was, he was great when he was great. That's what I'm saying. And he and what a bummer. What, what a idiot. bummer. Such a fucking bummer. And now what he's fucking up everything. And he's fucking up everything. Everything. But again, just to... to New York is so bombastic, and it's just on a 10 at all times, right. no matter what it is, whether it's great or or awful and sad and narcissistic and selfish and cruel. And Donald Trump. And Donald Trump. Yeah. And it's oh, like all – Or Hillary Donald Clinton. Trump. Or Hillary. Yeah. It is Hillary Clinton, and it is – it is yeah. New York City encompasses all. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is the most grotesque version of it all. It's and crazy. just watching this Wiener documentary was like, fuck, man. Like, you are – I am both proud and cringe to say this like a consummate New Yorker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He really Brash, is. arrogant, like yeah. love, like, takes pleasure in beautiful cock, and beautiful yeah, dick. Beautiful <laughs> yeah. and, that, and that is the most New York thing of all. <laughs> Has there ever been a more New York thing than that? A nice, shiny, yeah. handsome cock. But it is what it is the most. I mean, like New Yorker, the arrogance and like the New York's like um, superiority, the superiority that like New Yorkers walk around with every day is yeah. <laughs> bagels, staggering. Staggering. Yes, we live in the because you of are everything. living your hardest life. Yeah, so you do think you're better, and you do you see more, you know more. The yeah. secret is, if you're listening to this New Yorker, you're not better. You're not better. Well, the pro- yeah, Sorry. that's the problem. There's a lot the out end, there yeah, that you don't know about. There's a lot of human suffering that you're not. Putting yeah, to. yeah. Just because you're not, other people aren't stepping into piss and throw up puddles doesn't mean, mean that they are happening. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't mean it's not happening. Doesn't mean that they don't see stuff. Doesn't mean that they don't know things that you don't know. Yes, that's the it, that's the yeah. problem with there's the New so York many brain. lessons to learn outside of New yes, York. Yes, the West Village is really pretty, it's but there's real... a lot of other things to see out exactly. there. Exactly, the West Village is the neighborhood that Jane Jacobs in her book cites as being the proto, like the ideal neighborhood. Right, it is because quite a and it's tiny, and it's tiny. To the yeah. rest of the fucking city. Yeah, seriously, it's, it's like that little, like where Corner Bistro and Magnolia. Oh, Ooh, like that. what like, a great corner! What a great hell of a corner! Yeah, yes. hell of a corner. But that's it because like short blocks, um, mm-hmm. multi-use spaces, residential uh, buildings, and also commercial and industrial. People from various uh, various wealth levels living on top right. of each other. Like represents all the things that she thought was were ideal. Right. about a capital C city and about New York specifically. They are. I find it very weird in Los Angeles where it's just residential for a really yeah. long time and you're like come on that's not a got- city yes that yeah. isn't what a city is right. it's like that that's what a suburb is and that's cool that's you gotta okay. have that storefront you gotta yeah. have that storefront you gotta have eyes on the street you yeah gotta have short blocks you gotta have different uh like a diversity of both resident and business mm-hmm. it's like that's sort of half the fun of it and that represents new york and that's new to york you. yeah to me yeah and i'll tell you when maggie and i were here we were airbnb an apartment that was right by where right by the brooklyn lyceum <gasps> So like right in your right kind by of our old ish yeah. neighborhood. Right, I, yeah. We were in yeah South Park Slope. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you and Arthur, or was it just Arthur that lived like right? No, I, I did. Conv- I, li- Arthur I have a visceral I, experience of that apartment. Yeah, Arthur that and after... I lived on 39th Street yes. and Third Avenue. No, well, between Third and Second and Third yes. Avenue, across the street from a Costco, I... above a car shop. Yes, next in the to the BQE, of the only apartment in the building. <clears throat> I loved huge... that place. Yeah, it's amazing. It's over. It you know, that, it's, that apartment's in over its now. Own disgusting, dirty way. Yeah, that apartment's. Arthur used to sleep in what was meant to be a laundry room. <laughs> Yeah, and like, he paid three hundred eighty six dollars a month. And and like, but here's the thing: New York fucks with your head so much, yeah. and it warps your sense of what to where you're, you're owed. like. I'm in the middle of a disgusting industrial wasteland, and I'm so happy. <laughs> exactly. So the yeah. apartment we Airbnb'd was like right on maybe Fourth Avenue or Fifth uh-huh. Avenue, whatever, right there, and. Ground floor apartment. Um, and again, like by New York State, this guy had been there for 11 years. He was like a musician. It was like really well decorated. And like, again, we walked in there and like New York had taken hold of our minds. So instantly we're like, this is incredible. stunning. Uh, like this apartment <laughs> is gorgeous. And uh-huh. if you relocated it to anywhere else in the world, what would it have been? It is a broom closet. With, there were no <laughs> windows. It was sub It was sub sidewalk. So there was like all the windows were just like cement. You know what basement, I mean? It was right, like right. Basement a apartment. tiny slit of sunlight, maybe. Ma- maybe. Oh. Maybe. It's maybe. mostly shoes and gum. Mostly shoes and gum. <laughs> Pigeons. Loud ass construction 360 degrees around you at all times at oh all God. hours of every day. Oh my God. Um, you know, just like, and the fact that the bathroom 
was clean was like, this is a beautiful apartment. <laughs> it was like your standard for like creature comforts. Yeah. It's so fucking warped. It's good in New to, York. to have experienced it, but yeah, it's hard so to funny. go. It's scary to this go back. Stunning. I'm impressed stunning. that you guys were able to get right back into it. St- we were, and not only that, like we were so we clicked right back into it so hard that, like I said, we walked in. We're like, this is like, how long have you had this place? He was like, all oh, eleven years. We were like, we were like, never move, never move, like, <laughs> never move. Yeah, this is a never. jewel. Your old New York uh, voice. It just, just escaped. Right, yeah, I know. It kicked right back in. When you go back to New York, what's like the first thing that you do? Do you are you like I got to get some pizza or something? Yeah, or? I mean, like again, like as someone who I mean, like the eating thing is another. Yeah, the eating was so easy. <laughs> eating was so easy. Yeah. Right. Um, it, eating yeah. is hard. Eating now. is very eating is easy for a, uh, a single person to do, or when you're on the go. Yes. I mean, everybody I knew, like UCB or performers, you're just shoving food in your face whenever yes. you can. Yes. Here you can't. But cooking is something I wanted so badly. Yeah, we cook and all I, the tried, time. I tried to have potlucks. No one would ever bring anything that they made in New you York, can't. and so I stopped doing them. And now I cook. We cook all the time. All the time. We cook all it's the time. amazing. It's and great. in New York, it's almost rude to invite someone over to like yeah. cook it. It's almost rude. And yes. I felt yeah. like, so, like, I felt like an home. idiot. I felt like a, oh, I don't, here. I don't I fit in with chair. the like sleek uh, sex in the city women yeah. because I like to cook. They'd be like, ew, you're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, fucking uh, Betty Crocker? They're like, no. <laughs> no. It's not a real person. But yeah, yeah. Well, guys, I feel like we could talk about New York City all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to pee and I think we got to wrap it up. And here in Los Angeles, there are bathrooms everywhere. everywhere you don't just have go. to piss in your diaper like in New York. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. don't, you don't pee just on the subway track in your own pants. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The diapers. <laughs> I I forgot about, about the diapers. diapers. <laughs> I did shit my pants in New York. Did oh, you? No, I shit my pants here too, though. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, well, can't win them all. Well, yeah, yeah. can't win them all. Well, so you like that place? No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you shit your pants in Boston too. That's right. Damn, this seems to be like a more of a you, you know thing. It's okay. Hey, I'm taking fiber now. All right, Adam. Um, uh, I just want to say thank you for having me on your podcast. I love you both as people and as oh, podcasters. Well, I, well, I love you too. a matter man. of fact. We actually, and Adam, before you go, just as like a, a, a guest on the podcast thing, do you, is there anything that you're working on or mm. want people that are listening to know about you, where to find your stuff, that that sort of thing? Billy Scafiri, who whom you yes. know, and myself host a podcast in this very same room okay. at HeadGum okay. On, okay. Yes. called okay. No Joke. Network. No Joke. Okay. Episodes come out on Fridays. Great. Um, we've referenced LaBouche with her Bobcat before. Lovely. Uh, so if you want more LaBouche stuff. Yeah. Howard Townsend is doing some shows. Yes. Are you, First... are you still doing uh, uh, Adam Conover's? Yeah, yeah. I, Adam ruins everything. Adam ruins everything? You're... Of... Current several appearances, yeah, yeah, that? sort of good, float good, up good. on that show every once great. in a while. I'm going to start shooting a Comedy Central show that won't be out for I don't know months and months. Yeah, later. but that's great. that's great. Yeah, awesome. Um, but yeah, okay. Yes, <laughs> we love you. Oh, love you a lot. Thank All you right. guys for having me. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, I'm goodbye. <laughs> now that that knickerbocker is gone. <laughs> Do you know about that? The Knickerbocker? No. Like, you know, that's like part of New York City lore is like the Knickerbocker family, but it's like completely made up. That's why the New York Knicks are called the New York Knicks. Okay. But it's just like a Knickerbocker is like a, a neighborhood or a street name there, right? I don't know. I think, I don't know if it's all made up or what, but like. Uh, it's just a, it's just a full It's like a made up story to give New York some kind of history because there really isn't that much of a history. There's a huge history. Well, but um, I guess like ancient because like America. Oh, that, yeah. Does, you know, Their is ancient only, history is Native so Americans and we drove them all out. Yeah, and we ignored them. We decided yes. to, but we're like, what about the white history? So yeah. then people made it up and Dan, that's why you have like the New York Knicks. Did you know that uh, that island was originally called Manahata? Oh, really? Yeah, Manhattan is based off of a Native American name. Oh, wow. That makes sense. Yeah. A lot of things are named after Native Americans, but we don't really talk about it too much. You didn't mention that, Adam. Yeah. How about bastard. that? How about that? How about the, the horrible, the bloodshed? <sighs> well, that was a great conversation. In fact, I felt a little bit like I was on cocaine by the end of it. And well, I we think that's kind of the effect that Adam it. has on you. Well, you have two East Coasters talking fast at you, and Adam yeah. knew a lot of information. And a Texas gal who's barely keeping up, well, holding on to her cowboy. I'm just watching the tumbleweed go by. Holding on to her cowboy hat going, woo boy, yeehaw. Yeah. These city slickers sure are annoying. Yeah, these boys are like a horse that it can't be broken. <laughs> Which I hate. I like to I break hate. a horse. I hate. I want to break a horse and control it. As a Texas person, that's something I like. Well, goodbye. Bye. Um, so that was a great conversation. I feel energized. Uh, New York, New York, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm what sorry, Adam. Ooh. I'm sorry. But I can't. I can't. I, I. It was a beautiful 
it was a beautiful, disgusting mess of my life, messy time of my life that I would never have not done. But as far as just like an entity, it doesn't want people. It doesn't work. It's driving people away. It's it too expensive. Garbage. It wants money and it wants trash and it's barely holding itself together. Well, I love you, Adam, because I realize that a lot of the things, and I love him more than you, actually, Kelly, <laughs> um, and I'm leaving you now. Oh. Uh, I realize that a lot of the things that I hold on to against New York, which I think is also fair, are my own personal biases, my own failures and sad memories as opposed to remembering that it is a great city. It's a great city to visit. It's a hard city to live in, but if that's what you want, good for you. I don't want to live there, but I think it's really cool to remember the good stuff and how unique and amazing it is, and it is amazing. And if you disagree with me, Kelly, you're wrong, and I hate you. It's kind of funny because I just like the past few weeks I've gotten really into Hamilton, and there's a song where it goes, history is happening in Manhattan, and we just happen to be in the greatest city in the world, in the greatest city in the world. Um, And that is funny because... I don't believe that. But I do get excited by that song. It's like, okay, that's where the revolution Come on, started. New York City, when the weather is right, when stuff is going down, is good. It, uh, you're eating a big slice of pizza. You're talking to, you got a pigeon on one shoulder. I, I read a book. I read, or I've listened to the audiobook of New York, the book that's like about the history of it. And it's kind of like a historical fiction of what it's been like the whole time. And what I've seen is just a a, a cycle of um, greed. And I don't know. It represents a lot of what is really scary about the United States to me. Yeah, uh, that's true. I don't know, man. Stock it's, market. It's really hard. And, and poor people can't live there. And we don't like rich people, remember? Oh, yeah. I changed my mind about that, too. I forgot <laughs> to tell you. I want to be rich, baby. Um, well, okay. I don't know. That's fine. That's your opinion. That's right. like the point of the show, right? Yeah. That you're allowed. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Adam. Go check out Adam's stuff all over the YouTube, Webs. the web, and go check out New York City, guys. Go yeah. Find an opinion of your own. If I could recommend one thing uh, from go this to New podcast, York. go to New York City. Go check out Brooklyn Heights and see what we loved so yeah, much. Yeah, I can't believe how few people actually visit Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, Brooklyn Heights is should fucking be a gorgeous. destination. You should definitely go there, walk across the Brooklyn Bridge. That's a lot of fun. Guys, I used to go jogging and then run across the fucking Brooklyn Bridge. That was neat. Am I changing my mind? God, mm. it's such a weird topic. Okay. Dragged back and forth. Guys, have a great night. We love you. You okay? Yeah. All right. Uh-huh. We'll talk later. Good night, guys. Go to sleep. Right. Everybody get, put their little heads on the pillow. And rub your noses. Think about the things you did today. Deep breaths. Night, night. And you're asleep. This is a podcast. (sighs) That was a headgum podcast.